Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Engaged Podcast. I'm Jamie. I'm Simon. And today we are doing a season one retrospective of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Jamie's host introducing it because he's been on this for probably what a year and a yeah. half. We've done I said we've done we've done some Picard, we've done Lower Decks and Discovery. Strange New Worlds deserves a retrospective as well. And mainly because it's really awesome first season. We both really enjoy it, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, this is quite a, yeah, there's quite a lot to get through before we get on to... Uh, I've got lots of notes. Jamie knows I've got lots of notes. I've just got what I, what I thought in my, inside my head, so we'll see how good my memory is. First of all, if you remember at the beginning of the year I had that crap with Royal Mail and Fansets pins, I'm actually wearing my Strange New Worlds insignia pin which is really quite nice and heavy so that's quite mm. cool first of all um what else is there another more bits i want to uh, jamie eating skittles for all those interested yeah. in the what's jamie eating steaks <laughs> um and we've also got to thank clive as well because he's got quite he's got he's involved in this because jamie watched this from pretty much day one from where it when it aired March last year pretty much because that's when it aired on Paramount Plus in the US 4th of March which I watched uh, originally on my phone of course but it didn't come out in the UK until 22nd of June 2020 but I didn't even see it until the 1st of July with the help of Clive for official channels yeah so I didn't. I've only now just seen it on the telly, which is another another story, which Jamie can help me explain. Yeah. Um, and even that's not a total, <laughs> but we're on that soon as well, because that's related to the other thing. Um, so I was watching it on my computer screen, which is yeah. first first say better than what Jamie was managing on his tiny little, little phone. So yeah, th- I want to thank uh, Clive here for sending it on to Simon and for Simon then to send him on to me because I was able to watch all 10 episodes of the first season on my laptop and my God, it was lovely. Obviously, bigger picture and just better, obviously, visual quality. So, what are we doing? Um, Blu-ray story? Yes. Yeah. So, I... Oh dear. Whilst I'm eating skills and spooning them on the floor. <laughs> Gone. So how are we going to frame the show me? Do you want to explain some of it? So, Simon, um, watched you watch, watch it with your mum, didn't you? Yeah, mum got it for me for, for, on a Blu-ray for my birthday this year. So, is that great? That's great. We'll watch on the Blu-ray player. The current one that we were using, for whatever reason, decided it couldn't read the discs. So it was like, ah, that's not helpful. Which is obviously, it, was, it wouldn't be on the disc because it was brand new. So it had to be a fault with obviously the Blu ray player, didn't it? Yeah. But as Jamie knows, that was Blu ray num- Blu-ray player number two. Because the original one that I really loved, I had actually throttled in previous years down to my stupidity. Because I kind of put DVDs on top of the top of it, and it kind of killed the the um, laser. No, the yeah. um, oh god, what's it called? The um, thing that opens a tray. Oh, is it the um, yeah? Why's words gone? Um, Ejector. The, the oh. The disc disc player. Yeah. The. the, the <laughs> It's just this bad. Yeah, I think people know what you mean. Go on. So, it's like, okay then, I'm going to go and get that fixed. And obviously, time was a ticking. And it was a bit like, right, we're doing it that time. Fortunately, Jane was very helpful and sort of said, we'll push this back to the latest possible time we possibly can because I know you want to watch it on Blu-ray with Mum, mm. which didn't happen. Um... And then, we, I'll watch it with us soon, because now we're in a bit of a lull of 
Picard ending, so it's not bad. We actually get a new Mum gets a new show because actually I've watched it now twice through. Yes. Although to be fair, I think I did start watching it back at the end of last year, but I got to like first few episodes and then kind of forgot about it as mm. I usually do. Got it to be sent off, and then when I'm, I'm over getting this back, so I ended up watching the first couple of episodes back on my computer again which is not ideal and then carried on watching the rest on blu-ray and watched all the special features and everything and enjoyed it thoroughly because it is incredible on a nice big screen for once yeah sorry for that very long-winded story time but it's relevant it's fine i mean you know and i think this you know i think really this is probably one of the very few kind of retrospectives where we're going to be pretty much positive well, yeah, well, I wouldn't ask for it on Blu-ray unless I really want to. Yeah. Like, I'm de- desperately considering whether to get Picard 3 on Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other thing, isn't it? Season 3 of Picard. Woo! <laughs> um, short, short story, we loved it. That's, you know. Um, just like this, you know, I mean... You know, Strange New Worlds, I think, for me, it's what I love about it I think just like an overall kind of just a brief kind of summary is fantastic series you know that focuses on characters that we're familiar with but you find out new things about them they get more character depth and it stays true to the spirit of what Star Trek is all about well I put it as um, Star Trek Strange Worlds truly is the wagon train to the stars Star Trek the original series version 2.0 remastered with, with, with a budget or the budget they never had, and that's emphasised by the final um, final episode. Hmm. So I mean, you know, it's. I mean, obviously, you know, we we got to get a bit of credit to Discovery because without Discovery, you wouldn't have Strange New Worlds. Um, I know. <laughs> Let's just get that out of the way first of all. But that's what we, I think we were talking recently, and they get that elephant out of the room straight away in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, great subtle references in the pilot episode to the events of uh, Discovery Season 2 for those who didn't watch it which means that you get the elephant elephant out of the room straight away and deals with its consequences which is a big thing because it's a bit like you don't just miss like a million starships warping in and having mm. a huge battle on your doorstep so that was nice that they did that and I also said this Jamie in the pilot episode, uh, Captain Pike's on board the Stamets shuttle when he approached USS Enterprise, which I think was a nice little thing that I'm not sure. I wonder how many people noticed. And so a great nod to Stamets and Discovery, because obviously in the turbo left, Pike and Spock reference Michael, didn't they? Um, and, and as you said, the actual episode itself is actually a direct consequence of what actually happened at the end of two, which I thought was really quite clever as well. And I th- I really enjoyed the fact that I had the day the day the Earth is still, yeah, in there as well because mm. that's one of my favourite sci-fi films ever. I just thought the whole kind of introduction to Pike, I said out out in Montana, but was it Bear Creek? I think. No idea, Jamie. Um, where he was, I think it was Montana, out in the snows, and just yeah, just feeling isolated, even kind of like even like his facial appearance very dishevelled, like kind of like the the beard and. Is obviously the whole one of the one of the arcs of this season, obviously, because there's a few. Is obviously Pike dealing with what he saw in the time crystal on Boraf in in two of Discovery, which obviously is is his his fate. Obviously, spoiler warning here, guys, as we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, actually, reads me earlier than what we've done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so obviously, you know, Pike's actual death, um, which he struggles with throughout season one. It's not just a case of oh, one episode, oh yeah, he deals with it, and he's, again, because one of the great things about this season is they've obviously, NS, SNW's gone back to episodic, which I think is lovely, absolutely lovely, got no problem with that at all, in fact, I think it's kind of refreshing, but you've still got these little mini story arcs throughout the season, so obviously, obviously Pike's, um, obviously Pike's, you know, fate, um, and there's, I think there's at least a few others as well, isn't there? Leanne. So, hmm? Leanne and Gorn. Yeah. Um, and obviously you've... Hammer. 
Yeah. You could argue. Um, Doctor, Doctor, Doctor. Uh, um, Binga. Doctor Binga and his, his his sick daughter as well. So you've got that. And oh, and it's not kind of it kind of come up in one episode, but that's what happened at the end of season one. Obviously, um, Urns is it Urn? Una, Una, Una's um, Una's um, Illyrian uh, heritage as well. Well, she know we know she's going to get out of that pretty. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but uh, so yeah, I mean, yes, I like my skittles. <laughs> mm. But one of the other things as well is, I mean, apart from the fact the action is fantastic across the board. Oh yes, can I just say I love the theme music. No. And it looks cinematically amazing. Mm. It's such a beautiful show. The music itself is kind of a, again, it's kind of a blend of the TOS theme, but they've added their own little kind of instrumental to it, haven't they? Yeah. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, action's fantastic across the board. Um, I felt straight away that the chemistry between the crew was just it just clicks straight away. Well, the one main argument with Discovery is you never know who the hell half the cast is. At least at least you know who everyone is. Yeah. Yeah. And that even extends to what happened in Picard. Like, you even kind of got to know the lower crew members on that as well. So it's something they're definitely improving upon. I think Strange New Worlds, I think it's what a lot of fans wanted from the beginning kind of I said going back to going back to basics essentially which is just exploration because a lot of these other ones it's just kind of been you know, this is big massive threat to the galaxy and I say Jamie I think where we are going you forget it was filmed during Covid yeah you yeah. forget you can't you don't notice it it's not in your face it wasn't until you mentioned it to me earlier before we started and I was like oh yeah you're right because it was 2020 and the fact that that is the case, but it doesn't seem like it because obviously, um, obviously during that time, you know, you have the whole guidelines of you keeping your distance, all that sort of stuff. I think that's amazing, absolutely amazing. Well, when you look like, relearn that fact, you do it is noticeable, but it's not kind of in your face. Like they're, they're, yeah. they're doing it for kind of obvious reasons. Yeah, I made it in this episode, so you don't have to worry. So. <laughs> you ever want to see at home? Go. How much has he had? Too much. <laughs> Do you want me to put them away from you? No, I'm sorry. Tell you what, I'll stick them in my cupboard. Good idea, Jamie. No more. Yeah. And you forget that they also filmed on, like, similar to the volume, the volume. Hmm. So they were on, like, a digital set, which is incredible. That, that like, ultra-realism that you hmm. don't even notice. So, like, the icy world on... Um, the episode eight. Um, the Elysian Kingdom. Oh no! Um, no nine. Nine. No. All those who wonder. So that ice world is on the volume. It's not, and even uh, the engineering set. That's all CGI, pretty much. Really? Wow. So you know the the structure of the engineering, mm. the yeah. bits where it goes up like that. That's all mm. CG. That's all on the volume. There is physical, obviously, wow. which is what the actors are in, and even their ten forward lounge. That's all. Wow. CG. Do you know? I didn't. I mean, you couldn't. You couldn't tell. You really couldn't tell. And I think that's what. I think that's just a testament to how brilliant the work is on that, and particularly like the set design and all that kind of thing, and you know the effects. But you know, as Simon said, you know the crew, and and what's absolutely lovely is the fact you've got. Established characters like Uhura, for example, and the, and the amount of character depth she gets. I think she gets more character development in one episode than she ever did in any of the TOS movies, movies or I said TV series. So they even give Uhura backstory, which I think was the case of um, she was living. Was it her parents were killed, yeah. and then she went to stay with her. She lived with her grandmother on Earth, and then she joined Starfleet. But not because she really wanted to. It was a case of she was trying to escape, really, um, which I think was interesting. And obviously, we meet um, uh, Sam Sam Kirk. Yeah, and I sort of said it was nice to give him a bit of character development as well. Hmm. 
because he was um, he's um, oh is he, is he a um, is he a xenobiologist? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even just like characters that have previously been either mentioned, you briefly saw, you know, they get you find out more about them, and what's great because obviously this is obviously a prequel set ten years before TOS. Obviously, it's quite difficult because of obviously the whole thing with canon, but. To my mind, they do a really good job. No, because to be fair, with Pike, you can pretty much do what you like because he was only in that. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, you've the got. Cage and the Menagerie. Yeah, there's stuff that they can do. And, and it, then you just lead into those episodes, yeah. which is kind of nice. Mm. So, it, oh, it's just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. The dedication at the end of the pilot is uh, April. Uh, Nusifora, who was a producer who worked in several de- um, different capacities in such a franchise spanning over 30 years. Most of the credits list her as April Rossi, a name by marriage to producer Dave Rossi. Later, she had, she had reverted to using her maiden name, which I thought was interesting. Mm. Um, me and Jamie have spoken about before. I've never cared for the Ghost of Elysium, as I always forget it exists. Valeria, episode three. The, the, I think the first episodes are brilliant. And I get to seven and go, what's this again? Yeah, I mean... It's a perfectly good episode, but I literally forget about it and go, oh yeah, that, that that's the thing. Because obviously what that episode says, uh, Una must confront a secret she's been hiding when a contagion ravages the ship, incapacitating the rest of the crew. But I really enjoy the first couple. I really enjoy them because they, they both sound... They both started to me because I I'm, I always love a predestined paradox. Yeah, and the comic one really is. Mm. I just love that kind of whole thing of oh, we don't want to offend the shepherds, but we, and then they just go oh yeah it was meant to do all that and you just go what, what? Huh? what? <laughs> it's the it's the workaround that they they come up with it's like kind of but the comic knew yeah the comic itself is a life form which I I loved and it was just that. And that whole, and that, the, what you say, Jerry? that whole thing with um, a horror figure, how to communicate via music. And again, thought, that set. Yeah. And again, that whole that wall was all CG as well. But yeah. I, I, I love that egg prop. Yeah. I thought that, that was such a beautiful prop. Hmm. It is a bit weird when it all falls apart. Then hmm. th- that's a little bit where it gets a bit like. Because oh, I'm so keen on that. That's but. the other thing as well. A horror get because that effectively is an episode for a horror. And apart from TOS, episode there was an episode in uh, and the animated series where she got an episode. I don't really think she got an actual episode focus on her ever, that I can recall. Um, so yeah, I mean, they just it's it's it, they've what they've really done so successfully is blending that line between a said staying true to TOS that kind of whole spirit of it, kind of feel of it, but. It's adding new because because they can they can as you said they can fill in the blanks. You've got these characters, but we don't know much about them. So like Pike, like a horror, or even even Nurse Chapel, got these characters, and you can you can you can fill in the blanks. I mean, and then it officially becomes canon. Yeah. So, what else have you got? You you know, mention um, the black hole scene in Memento Mori looks at the. Dark matter anomaly the DMA scene throughout Discovery Season 4. Do you think they use the I same? I feel like they just kind of copy and pasted it, if I'm Probably. honest. I mean, you can look at it as a criticism, but it's Star, Star Trek does it. It's Star Trek does it all the time. No, it's, using no, it's, it's, it's just, a just an observation. observation yeah. Yeah. I'm not kind of criticising per se. It's just kind of, well, that looks like that. <laughs> um, what else have I got? Um... I love the way the first few beats of the TOS theme tune play when you tick off something off Enterprise Bingo which is something Jamie also loved because he also had lists in my own aha I can one better because I've actually got the graphic for it yeah uh, the whole thing of Enterprise Bingo I think that's fantastic that was in uh, Spock Mock wasn't it I love that I, it's one of my favourite things from the from the season because yeah. it's such a as I did put later on I like that realism the show has Enterprise Bingo and drinking games particularly in episode 9 which I do have criticism about later, where it's Ensign or Lieutenant Duke's promotion, and then Spock getting teased when he's on the planet, and it's be like, no, no, you got his neck, you got his rank wrong. Mm. 
you you know you ask for a drink I love that sort of thing and Enterprise Bingo and the kind of you know the whole um, flavour of gum and transporter and all oh. the silly things and the phaser stunting yeah. and the and, tri- turbo lift and, and also the uh, was it you putting a triple through a transport yeah. was it putting a triple through a transport sneak a triple into a transporter buffer <laughs> Use transporter to reflavor gum, phaser stun jewel, a turbo lift two floor shout challenge, get the universal trans- translator to Andorian, gravity boot hang challenge, medical tricord challenge, Vulcan marsupial, food replicator challenge, durian fruit. If you know anything about durian fruit, it's meant to be the worst thing ever invented. Durian fruit, what is, what is that? It's meant to have this horrible flavor. Ah. Hence what, why go on YouTube and watch Durian Fruit and you'll find it. <laughs> Hence why it's part of Enterprise Bingo. You see, that's the other thing I really like about it as well. It's the fact that it's Una and... Um... <laughs> where, where fun goes to die. <laughs> yeah. I still really want to make Christine the strong. Yeah. So where, where Una and Singh actually complete it, because obviously they're kind of seen as like they're very much the work officers the ones who just don't like going on shore leave or anything like that and I think it was kind of ironic in a way which I thought you know it's yeah but I think they actually got it yeah they did yeah oh yeah they did they did yeah but I just love the kind of irony of they're work officers and they're going to do something like Enterprise Bingo which is meant to be like a fun thing and I don't know I just that's the other thing as well kind of bringing this on to something else I really liked I think um, the was it uh, Spock and Mark and the Elysian Kingdom I think having those two kind of episodes I do kind of wish that Spock and Mark and Lift Us Where Suffering Cannot Reach should have been switched yes I would agree with that I think because you need that thing of serious funny yeah whereas I think because obviously you had because uh, <clears throat> you had Spock and Mark and then you had obviously they said lift us where suffering cannot reach which actually initially I used to have a problem with it was the ending what happens said said the child gets sacrificed poor kid gets sacrificed and I initially had a big problem with the end of that when I first watched it. I thought, There's too much going on in it. Yeah. There's too much going on with it. The whole kind of dad trying to save his son. But it's all a bit mixed and lost in everything else that's going yeah. on. So there's too much going on in it. And I also think the first servant folklore on Magellan reminds me of the folklore surrounding ravens at the Tower of London. Where they have this thing where it's... Do you know raven folklore? No. It's the Ravens leave the Tower of London. Um, but it's, it's either the, the Kingdom will fall or the Tower of London will fall. Oh, okay. So, which is why they don't make them leave because of that folklore. I kind of feel like it's the same with that because the way I read it, and I don't know whether this will help you a bit more, Jamie, because I know you, you feel a bit happy with it now. My reading was that the... the knowledge and the cleverness of the children went into the kind of foundations of that society which is why you see all these links up into the planet yeah as I they were controlling like the economy and the science and all this yeah I mean it doesn't doesn't justify in any way but what no, they're doing but that would but... explain why they need kids yeah. so often yeah um, but yeah I it's just become a folklore it's a bit yeah. like, oh, Cause, just because my initial criticism was is that Pike didn't do enough to stop stop it from happening but I think I'd forgotten how, kind of what happened a bit and it's like well actually he does more than you think there's only Isn't, again the whole issue is there's a scattering field so they couldn't yeah. communicate to him they couldn't transport him out so no. what the hell do you do like, they're way out yeah. overpowered and operations. I think you know and I think I think he did say to um Woman, he's actually he's lost. Was it his? Uh, In the deleted scene, you do get the whole origin, like a uh, longer version of their origin story, which is nice. Yeah, 
So, because obviously him and uh, I can't remember what her name is, but um, they had met previously and they were they were lovers. Um, and he said, "Oh yeah, well I'm going to report this to to Starfleet to the Federation." And I think she kind of says that along the lines of, "Oh, well, that's not going to do anything." And I thought, and I just thought, well, because in my mind it was going to be a case of like, because this the what they called again the. Magellans. Magellans. They wanted to, uh, there was this thing in the episode of Dalby, they might want to join the Federation. Well, if Pike tells them what happened, that's not going to happen. They will not get membership. So that's kind of how I read what the consequences of Pike doing that would be for them. But whether that whether that would... Whether that was, the Magellans would bother by that, who knows. But... No, I, I do agree with the... the, the I would have switched them around. But what I will say is... Those two episodes, Spockamock and the Elysian Kingdom, I love the fact those two episodes are in there. You needed you needed a couple of episodes that were more lighter, a bit more, just a bit more down to earth. Because obviously, as as you kind of said, so you've got some serious things. Obviously, you've got Mentimoy, which is the Gorn, which is a pretty dark episode. I said, Lift Us, We're Suffering, Cannot Reach. That's another one. And then kind of later on, after Elysian Kingdom, we said, you've got all those who wonder. Which is another gone one, which is more of a horror horror esque kind it's of. It's not one. too bad though. No, it's my liking even for me. Um, so I think I think to I w- be fair, the, um, what's it called? Um, Lift us where suffering cannot reach. It did give us the lessons of security, which I also really enjoy as well. Yeah. And I have fortunately memory alpha does list them, so I do love them because it is just such a kind of Leon thing and just kind yeah. of because obviously um, Uhura throughout the season she was rotating to different um, oh different departments yeah. and obviously one of them was security and I... <laughs> do you want to read them out? oh you have fun Joey yeah so so the lesson to security lesson one of security that a Rigelian tiger pounces without warning lesson two there are no breaks in security because threats never take breaks <laughs> Lesson three, let your tricorder do the investigating. Lesson six, know when to bend the rules. And lesson seven, leave no stone unturned. Does make me wonder what four and five are. Maybe we'll find out at some point. Who knows, maybe in the new season. But, yeah, but usually I don't go to this length with kind of Enterprise Bingo, and but it, I did enjoy it so much. And it's a bit like, you know what, I think I can stretch my... Journal because it, it you, Jamie, you can see it is a bit stretched today because it is. I don't usually have it this like I'll give you an example. Like, this is what Orville looks like, it's only yeah. a little bit over, but you look at Strange New Worlds and it is like a couple like, of pages. It's it stretched my yeah. journal a bit, which yeah. is a nice change. Um, and you know, you're talking about Elysium Kingdom, yeah, it's not gonna happen. But I would love them to release the book. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've got to say this right off the bat. I think I think that episode is probably the least liked of the whole season, for generally, but generally by fans. Might have ratings on there. Uh, yeah, it does. So, um, yeah. Okay. So every episode here, we've got mainly eight point whatever, a couple of seven point something. The lowest ranked is Elysian Kingdom 6.1. That's still not ter- too no, bad. No, but it's, there's a definite difference. I like it. Yeah, I agreed. It. Agreed. I mean, I think people were saying, I think it was a kind of a general thing of, oh, it's too silly. Um, it feels very yeah, out of place. Considering what you get in the next one, you need it. Yeah. So in this one, it's the USS Enterprise becomes stuck in a nebula that's home to an alien consciousness which traps the crew in a fairy tale. And it explains what happens to the Doctor's daughter because yes, she's it, nowhere to be seen in TOS. No, yeah. Uh, and obviously, because obviously throughout the season, the Doctor, his his daughter, is sick and he has to keep her in a transport buffer for a longer period of time. I'd love to read that, but I'd love them just to go. There you go. Here's the actual book because you only get small snippets of it. Yeah. But it was just a really fun episode. And it, I said... And it, it's the way Hemmer was just having fun with, like, this is called science. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the way, it's the way they, what they did with Leanne and Christina Chung and the way that she's a kind of, you know, like, princess. and With, with her dog. Uh, her real-life dog. Yeah. yeah. Which... So, again, it's that kind of... It's kind of... It kind of reminds me of... Um, oh, what's it getting mixed up? The Naked Now. 
that the right one? Tin G1? No, Naked Time, Naked Time, Naked Time. So Naked Time, sorry. Where the, where the actors are acting out of character. This is a kind of similar kind of thing in a way. They're kind of acting outside of their normal roles. So as you said, um, Christina Chung, for example, you know, so very straight-laced, stern security. Well, actually, all now she's a prince, rich princess with a dog. So, and I liked it. And I, I said, I, and, and the thing as well, you kind of said to me, and I completely agree with you. Well, if it's from the Doctor's Daughter's imagination of a favourite book, then how else are you going to tell the story? How would you have done it? So in my mind, it makes perfect sense. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. They don't have a holodeck. No. <laughs> so you have to find ways of doing it, and that's what they always do. And I think even Enterprise had a bit where it's a bit like, oh, this is going to have a bit of fun with kind of... Mm. But you need, you need. I think the placement of these episodes, for the most part, is pretty good. And instead, you needed episode eight, particularly what was kind of put in between and what kind of comes afterwards. It's kind of needed. It's kind of like... Like season seven of DS9, like Bada Bean Bada Bang. I mean, my God, season seven, you know, the Dominion War, it's all heavy and lots of people get, you know, it's war and stuff. Well, you need a light episode in there where you can just turn your brain off. This is a kind of, in a way, a kind of similar thing. So, yeah, I I really enjoyed that episode. I, I enjoyed it the first time around and I did as well this time. So, uh, oh my god so what other things uh, obviously you've got I really quite like um, Spock's relationship with T'Pring as well we've got a teaser sidebook yes we did from uh, the uh, episode pirate one seven ser the serene squall yeah so um, which is really really cool Captain Angel will probably be back I imagine did you figure out they were behind it when you first watched it or did it come as a total surprise to you? I think a surprise, yeah. Yeah. It kind of doesn't kind of work when you've seen it before, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, mm. So that might be a thing that's brought up. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's the other thing I really quite like as well about this season. It's because obviously you get more, a bit more about, you know, this is going to sound strange to say, I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's quite nice that Spock's, you find. You kind of see Spock living a bit more of his personal life. It's not just Starfleet. You know, he, he really tries, to, you know, him and Supreme really, said, trying to make their relationship work beyond, obviously, because of the distance between them, because obviously she's on Vulcan, he's he's on Enterprise. So... Well, you get to see where it went wrong. Yeah. Fundamentally. Hmm. And you get to see where the kind of chapel... Um, Chapel kind of triangle came from. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. Uh, Jess Bush, absolutely fantastic. Um, I said her her kind of arc with Spock throughout season one is done really well too. Where she's, I think she's she, because I think she was seeing some guy, wasn't she? And then I think she didn't want it to be serious, and then kind of things between her and Spock have kind of, you know, developed a bit. And yeah, well, I mean, we'll have to see how if anything comes of that in season two. I don't know if they'll continue to develop it or if it'll be one and done. But no, I don't think so. I think it'll be, yeah. Um, so again, no, Chapel done really well. Uh, it's just, yeah. And uh, I also quite, re I also really like um, uh, Lieutenant Ortega as well, which is the pilot. Yeah. Uh, which a good thing about her is because again, <laughs> this is the other thing that TOS kind of never really did. It was always focused on Spock, Spock, Kirk, and McCoy. <laughs> Whereas this is focusing on all of them. So every character. She's the only one that didn't get an episode done on her own. So at least we will get that next. Yeah. Next time around. Season two, there's gonna she's gonna get an episode. And it looks like there's gonna be time travel. Yes. Like come to Monday. Canada, LA, or something. I thought it'd be interesting as well. I don't think they will because maybe they're just—he's just not enough of them in really part of the cast. But I thought it'd be pretty cool if uh, Ch uh, uh, Chief Kyle got an episode as well. No, he's the O'Brien of TNG. Yeah, strange you was. That's not going to happen. Who knows that? He might actually get more to do later, like Chief O'Brien did. Well, we've got a new Chief Engineer coming in. Yeah. 
Yes, we haven't mentioned him. Yes, um, obviously Hemmer, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, a uh, he's a blind um, Einar. Yeah, great character. Um, I was sad. Yeah. yeah. Episode, episode nine. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. He got infected. Was it? He got um, infected by the Gorm, didn't he? Yeah. Kind of. And he went out into the cold because obviously the Gorm are that night cold. Uh, but what I what I quite like about it is the fact that. As he said, he he said he was yeah, mentor to her, which is nice, and yeah. inspired her to join. Really, yeah, yeah. So, so I think his character arc, I think, was done not just because of how he went, protecting his crew, but it was almost like he was home, as he said, because he was he was on a really cold planet, which is obviously you know Andorra is very cold. So he kind of felt like he was home in that respect, and as you say, it kind of propelled Uhura's direction going forward which I think is really great yeah so it's nice to have an Enar as well because obviously I think they don't apart from obviously uh, Enterprise only one we've seen Jeremy yeah only one we've seen I was just trying to wreck my brains if we've seen another Enar in any of the new check but I couldn't think of an example no I think we've seen Endorians but we haven't seen Enar no no Um, so yeah and obviously um, another really Really done, well done arc. Obviously, I know we've mentioned it briefly, but it's obviously um, uh, um, oh god, not Una. Um, oh god, I want to, I want to say Sing, <laughs> but Leon, Leon, yeah, yeah, Leona's um, obviously thing about the Gorm because that was it. Her brother was killed, wasn't he? How colony shit? Yeah, how colony shit that she was on. Uh, and Una rescued us that's how they know each other but obviously she's had a understandably deep hatred of the Gorm since then um, so obviously that comes up in episode 4 and obviously 9 and what I quite like is obviously that child that they find on on the crash on the crash ship on the planet and she says she's going to help her try and find her uh, was it her family wasn't it yeah which I think gets that nice parallel of kind of well you know I had a family but I don't now but I'm not going to let this girl Due to what due to what the Gorm did, go without her family. So yeah, I just and obviously uh, Pike's fate as well, which he as I said deals with that season and the finale. <laughs> well, before we get on to that, can I go just on. say I wish that Cadet Hura's colleagues, Cadet Chia and Ensign or Lieutenant Duke, had more character development. My problem with that is they get killed off. Yeah, but we don't know anything about. I really wanted them to have brief appearances in other episodes. They didn't, did they? No. No, yeah, it was kind of like because I, I remember watching episode nine. Because you could quite easily shove them in elsewhere. Yeah, actually, you don't need much character development, but you just needed a sniff of it. Well, that like, would have added it. To like a ch- cadet cheer likes to build model ships. No, but you, but you would then felt something rather yeah. than oh, I never knew ye. Yeah. Well, they, that's the thing. When they turned up, I was like, I thought, so have they ever turned up before? Like, particularly cadet cheer, because I was like, her and Uhura on the ship. Whole, obviously, we've seen a whole issue every episode, and it's like, well, have I ever seen this cadet before? No, but okay. But I think that wouldn't have been that hard to do. No. No. Speaking of actually, it kind of relates because obviously, one of the other things I really do like about this season as well is the um, the gatherings in the captain's quarters when he's cooking. Yeah. Well, that's in there because um, he told producers that he liked cooking, so yeah. they added it to his character. Hmm. And you can really see what's the showrunner's name called? Alex Kurtzman. No. Um. Do we have looking out, Jamie? Because I can't remember off the top of my head. won't say it in there. Um, just get my phone. Uh, so I carry on talking to stores. I, I don't know because I don't know what his name is. <laughs> uh, no, I'll, I'll probably say it wrong. But then, then we're talking about the finale, and then there's things that I really want to see. Yeah. Um, right, so was it Strange New World Showrunner, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, but I just think that that whole scene again it, it adds to the camaraderie with the crew, and it just and what I really like is as well if they're all kind of having dinner together, they all get to know each other better as yeah. well. So not only do they work better together as a crew, but they actually feel like they're like their family. 
guys just the noise on, on my phone as I'm typing away uh, gold uh, gold Goldman and Henry Alonzo Myers no Goldman the Goldman yeah yeah Akiva Goldman that's it yeah yeah he was saying that um, he signed up for Discovery because he heard it was all about Pike and Number One, and then he got on there and it wasn't. So he was—you re- can really tell his passionate coming through for Strange New Worlds, yeah, because that's who he wanted to do stories about. Hmm. So when it spun off into this, I think it would be like, yeah. Well, well, that's the re- that's one of the reasons why we like really like season two of Discovery because of Pike and Spock. <laughs> so that's partly what makes season two so good. Good for looking that up because that's yeah, right. that, that's I thought oh, I got his name wrong. But you, you can see the passion, yeah. and it's in, in the interviews with him. You can really see the passion come through. Of like, oh yes, I love seeing him in the cage and menagerie. Menagerie, that's word I can't get right. The menagerie. I said it right earlier. Yeah. Um, like I wanted to learn more. When I saw their names in Discovery, I got all excited and then got disappointed. It wasn't. I think that's the thing as well. If you've got, I think part of what makes the series so good, like like Strange New Worlds is if you've got people that are working there that are either really passionate about Star Trek then I think that passion really comes through in the writing or how it's produced or whatever and it really does I think it's whereas if you've got people that who are not into Star Trek or never really watched it I mean I'm not saying they're automatically going to be terrible writers but if the passion's not there it's kind of noticeable does that make sense? Well, again, I think that's the whole issue of majority discovery. Yeah. Where the guy, you know, where the main guy left straight away and it kind of went, oh, well, now what do we do with this thing that we've been left with? Yeah. I think that's the issue. And I think Picard suffered other issues because I think Patrick Stewart sabotaged it's his own series. So that didn't help with that. But with Strange Words, you can see. And you, you watch the loose and they're all having so much fun doing it. You can tell everyone's one hundred percent on board with yeah. the show. Yeah, because I think it's far easier to get into than kind of. Because the, yeah, they've definitely got a look of it. I mean, what do you think of the Enterprise? Well, they have they've done it. Well, you know, my it. issues are kind of size wise and that sort of thing. But for what it is, it's again, it's it goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's a whole Star Trek original series version two point remastered with a budget or the budget yeah. they ever had. See, again, you you got to do it to modern standards. Otherwise, everyone would be like. God, that set's awful. Yeah. So um, you, you've kind of got to. Plus, you know, one other thing as well, I said, I love the uniforms. Did and the, you see the subtle reference to Trials and Tribulations? You probably don't know what I'm on about. No. On the bridge, throughout a few episodes and a few shots, do you remember when they're trying to be in board Enterprise and you have the kind of sensor system? Yeah. They have that graphic going on the Enterprise Bridge. Oh, really? You know where uh, O'Brien's going, oh, they use a certain sensor. Yeah. They have that that graphic going on in the background in a few scenes. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. But just, and obviously, things like obviously the communicator and the phasers, again, they... Yeah, I wish I would have seen more of them. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things I wish we'd see more of because um, yeah. type 2 phaser the communicator tricorder and class F shuttle didn't see them at all no. I mean you got a brief the problem was with the phaser and the communicator you saw them but only briefly there was never enough of a kind of oh you could get a really good look so what I've seen of them I really like but it would be nice to see them a bit more often yeah. so, what, what else have you got there you might as well go through your list and then we'll talk about the finale if you like. I hope we get to see the USS Enterprise Shuttlecraft, like maybe the Phase 2 concept or Jeffrey's concept that Eagle must produce, or the TS Aqua Shuttle Copernicus type. Um, and then I kind of go into a bit about um, the, final, the final episode. Okay, so shall we talk about the final episode first then? Yeah, because there, there was a lot of word about the Farragut. At the time, about surely Kirk in that alternate reality would be commanding a Connie, hmm. Constitution class. 
which maybe you should have done, but when you're on screen, you have to make it obvious who we're following, yeah. which is why they put him on Farragut. I don't think they actually give it a no. cast name, but, but that's why they give him like the 23rd version of a California class. Yeah, because in this final episode, was it Quality of Mercy? In the season one finale, just as Captain Pike thinks he's figured out how to escape his fate, is visited by his future self who shows him the consequences of his actions. Pretty so, much a retelling of Balanced Terror. Yeah, done fantastically. Because um, I think he comes into contact with one of the, well, who would have been the future cadets, wouldn't it, who, who, who was involved in the accident. Dies in it. Dies in it. So he was going to send a letter to warn him and the other cadets you know, future cadets not to... Was it join Starfleet? No, I think it was just him, but it was like, yeah. no, d- don't do it. And then we see the consequences of what would have happened. The wrong man in command of the Enterprise at Bandits of Terror. Yeah. We were kind of quite softly, softly approach. Yeah. So, which I think is interesting because you really get a kind of juxtaposition between Pike's methods and Kirk's. And I think the guy that plays Kirk, I think he actually does a really good job. There was, yeah, I've never had any issues. There's there's some initial criticism saying, oh, he doesn't work. I, I don't know what exactly people have said, but they say, oh, he's not very good or whatever. I, the thing is, he's a Kirk of a different time. He's not going to be as we see him in TOS. He's not going to be exactly like that. Well, they're going to have to kind of get on with it because he's going to be in season two, series two. Is he going to be in season two for a bit? He's in the teaser trailer. Yep. Yeah, so. so I reckon he's joining the crew. At least in some format. Chasing up the heart of Leon. Well, the other thing as well, there's nothing to say that he didn't at some point. No, we knew so, um, Pike. Yeah. Which but, would make sense with Canon, at least in my yeah. head. And we don't know much about, I said him and his brother serving together, why not? We don't know much about his brother. And what, so again, I've got no problem with that. Again, he's filling in gaps. So... Yeah, so what did you like? Again, it it just means that we can now move on from the whole predestined, predestined paradox of Pike, which yeah. is nice, otherwise that would have been going on forever. Yeah, he's now finally accepted his fate. That's, that is what's going to happen. Because like you say, he's been trying to get out of it for the last 10 episodes. But the fact that they have said that they've kind of... It wasn't just, oh yeah, he suffers a bit, that's it. I think it's... Again, yeah, it's, well, we got rid of the whole discovery issue. Hmm. It, and then it set itself on its own right we're our own thing exactly. forget all that yeah and then the whole pike thing because I think that could have trundled on for the next few five, seasons five ten years yeah. whatever it was, was going to be yeah and that would not have been fun to watch no I mean who knows maybe in the future it might be in, in next season it might be referenced at some point again maybe yeah I don't think they're going to have to but they're not going to. But they're not going to. But they're not going to make it like a main focus. Um, so, what do you thought? So, what were your thoughts on the finale overall? I really enjoyed it. Mm. It it has kind of got a thing of oh, is it ever going to end? Where it's like an ending and then another ending and then another ending. It's like I, I mean, because you know we know about Pike's fate, and in throughout season one, it's kind of like oh, we well, you know, he's trying to figure out what he can do. And it's like, I thought the whole, what the consequences are, you know, I thought, well, why not? It's a really good idea, like showing what would have happened. And the fact that it's kind of gone back to, I said, retelling kind of like its own take on an alternate timeline of Balance of Terror from TOS was brilliant. So, and effectively... Um, because the other thing with that is it's interesting you get to see what Romulan ships of that era were like because yeah. we only ever, we only ever saw at that point the, mm. that bird of prey yeah and I think it wasn't exactly the kind of but I, I got the vibe of that uh, Ortega was taking on the role of yeah. um, Styles I think it is yeah the original yeah you, yeah. you need that which in some ways did annoy me but you do need that juxtaposition of yeah. I don't trust him yeah. but it just for Ortega's it seemed out of character but you need it to recreate the episode so you're going to yeah maybe but I mean yeah it's but, not her character you look at the whole season she's laid back like yeah but maybe that's maybe that's because that's an alternate timeline so who knows what would have happened I say she was just there as a proxy because yeah. you, you mm. can do that with an alternate timeline mm. and not ruffle too many threads because you, you just sit there and go what well, 
it's not going to happen. happen. Yeah. Uh, but we know it'd be nice to find out more about uh, uh, Ortega in season two. I'm glad she's getting an episode because I think every other bridge crew member of the main group, I think they've all had a story. This is some. Well, yeah, that's something you said from day one. Was like, oh, I'm a bit annoyed about that, but yeah, yeah, they get one. But... They said they said they're going to rectify, so I think that's great. I'm looking forward to it. So, but yeah, overall, I don't really have any big qualms about season one. I think for me, it worked wonderfully. Said so character story. Um, I said it's nice going back to that episodic format. That's what that's what Star Trek, this new Trek, hasn't had enough of exploring. That's been one of the big issues, not enough exploring. It's all been just, yeah, we've got to save the galaxy, which is, okay, great. But, that's the damn Marvel influence. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But, yeah, um, so I don't I think, have we said all we wanted to say? Closing my journal. You're closing so your journal. You're done. I'm so yeah, content. We highly recommend if you guys haven't watched it yet. We highly recommend watching season well, I hope one. They've watched the journal considering we just <laughs> he spoiled it, it to death. Yeah, I know. Well, but they have had what is it like year and a half, two yeah. years to watch yeah. it. And I did put I did say a spoiler, a spoiler proviso as well, pretty much oh, at the beginning. I am feeding one detail that I will ask Shane whether I can put into the notes that no. will nicely add into what we're saying. Um, there's another YouTube video worth watching that kind of maybe explains what we've been yabbering on about for however long Uh, why Star Trek Strange New Worlds is a perfect prequel by Screen Crush we'll put the notes in there it's well worth a watch because I watched that and went yep that's that's what I think in a nutshell nutshell. I think that that you're you're watching and go yeah actually that pretty much summarises it because it it's what we what we said. It's kind of characterised people that we never knew before, yeah. and nice to have it episodic than uh, long story arcs. It, it went again. It went back to old school Star Trek, which is what what we've wanted. Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I know, obviously, these days, obviously, the format of TV shows has changed a lot, including from episodic to like a multiple story arc. But I don't see. Anything wrong with doing episodic? I mean, some of the shows, without going into too much detail, some of the shows that I watch are episodic still, but that's not a bad thing. So, yeah. But yeah, highly recommend season one. Definitely looking forward to season two. And I think. We've got a Blurred X crossover. Yes. And we've got a time travel episode by Loki. And the Cleons. Yes, the Cleons will be in there. So. Which I think has confused people by them being like. Uh, motion picture Klingons. Yeah. Well, if, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, doesn't bother me. We'll see. We'll see what what's what. But obviously, um, yeah, we'll find out more about season two when it comes out in June. And I'm sure we'll. I think I'm sure we'll probably do a season two retrospective as well if we feel like it. Yeah. As I think we haven't fully decided yet, guys. But I think going forward with these retros, retrospectives, I think me and Simon kind of. We're kind of gearing towards maybe just doing ones we just want to do, so ones we just like. But we'll, we'll see, we'll see. We've still got to figure things out with that. But Yeah. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed listening, and uh, yeah, we'll be back soon with another episode. Yeah, talk to you then. Bye. Bye.